we help you master your money. So we're going to go over this post on r slash personal finance where this person asks, how much should one keep in their savings for emergencies? And they say, this is something I've been thinking about since the start of the pandemic. With the recession we're in and more, it seems like a three to six month emergency fund is no longer enough to get through a rough patch. An emergency fund of one year sounds much safer, but at the same time, with inflation, I'm sure that keeping a large amount of money in a savings account would make it gradually worth less over time. Would it be foolish to keep a large amount of money, such as $30,000 plus, in a high-yield savings account for emergencies? So we're going to basically cover a couple things, right? We're going to cover emergency funds in general. We're going to cover basically having an emergency fund that could cover a year's worth of time. And then we're also going to just cover basically, you know, simple personal finance, right? So let's cover their point, right? Where is it okay basically to have a one year emergency fund, right? With that weird arrow, right? The thing is, yes, it is fine, right? It is perfectly fine to have a one-year emergency fund. The only thing is, you know that you are sacrificing investing, right? And as long as you're pretty much not living in an extremely left-leaning state or country, you're not going to really need a one-year emergency fund, right? Because here's the thing, this pandemic it didn't really affect people's money. It's the mandates by specific states that specifically harmed people's personal finances, right? So people got to like separate the two. It's not the virus that is hurting people's money. It's the government of each different state, right? Because one state can be doing amazing and another state could do horrible, right? So... That's something that you also got to consider too. But at that point, if you're worrying about having a one-year emergency emergency fund, it might actually be a better idea to simply just leave that state to hopefully find a similar or even a better paying job and not really have to worry about having a one-year emergency fund. So that's something that you got to understand too. I mean, if you're going to stay in that state, yeah, you're probably going to need a one-year plus emergency fund to simply survive because they don't really allow anyone to work, right? So you got to keep that in mind. Now, there's also basically two forms of an emergency fund, right? So the first emergency fund that someone should actually have, right, is basically something about the $2,000 mark. Now, the reason why you want to have like an emergency fund about the $2,000 mark it's because this is something, it's basically an amount that pretty much anyone can technically get very quickly. You could basically sell pretty much anything that isn't nailed down at your house. You can go to basically scrap yards and basically ask like, hey, can I give you 10 bucks and go search for something and maybe just pick it up. You could go to dumps. You could go to like a whole bunch of different things. You could go to thrift stores. Like there's 
a lot of different ways to get $2,000 cash in your hand, right? Like there's a lot of different ways to do this. You could also do Uber Eats. You could do Uber, right? You could, I don't know, sell water bottles on the side of the street, right? You could literally ask 2,000 people for $1 and get $2,000, right? There's a lot of ways to actually get $2,000. Now, the thing is, it may not seem like a lot of money for like an emergency fund, and that's the point. It's supposed to be a small amount. But the sad fact is that most people, specifically most people in the United States, do not even have $2,000 in their savings account. And to be even more precise, I believe almost 70% of the United States population doesn't even have $500, like $500 in their checking account to cover an emergency, right? So this $2,000 starter emergency fund is something that you really want to focus on first and foremost, right? You should not care about investing. You should not care about how to grow your wealth. You should not care about how to create passive income. You should not care about creating a business, right? You need this starter emergency fund, period. Regardless of any walk of life that you are in, you need this starter emergency fund, period. Because this is an emergency fund that is big enough to cover expenses so that you don't get into debt, right? So you don't have to use a credit card to get into debt. So that you don't have to take out a personal loan to cover these emergency expenses, right? And you don't have to ask your family for help. Because that's another thing. A lot of people get to a point where they can't even cover like a phone bill or their electric bill and they got to ask their parents or their family members or even their friends or even their kids in a worst case scenario about needing some extra money to pay off something. So this $2,000 is not big, but it is big enough to get people into a little bit more stable position. Now, the reason why this is also small is because you need to focus on destroying your consumer debt. And this is something that many people many people get confused and then many people also don't really understand the importance of this, right? So by consumer debt, what we mean is basically your credit cards, your personal loans like your car loans, right? And your student loans. And these student loans could be private or federal. It doesn't really matter. Now, some people get this weird perception that student loans is like an investment to their future, but it's really not. It's just basically a price that you agreed to pay someone regardless if you passed or not. So basically, it's just... These colleges basically slap these students around with, you know, it's like, oh, you got to just, you know, come here. Our school is amazing. You know, we're totally worth a hundred grand in debt. No, you're not. So basically, people need to focus on paying down their consumer debt, which is, again, why this $2,000 starter emergency fund is the size that it should be, right? Because this allows you to basically funnel all of your extra money into paying off all of your uh, consumer debt because this is this needs to be your focus right like if you want to have a good financial future 
you need to pay off all of your consumer debt, period, right? Or pretty much the banks, the IRS, the government, the colleges are just going to be clapping your cheeks on the daily. Well, technically the monthly, because that's when you got to pay each and every time, right? And then also the collection agencies are going to keep hounding you. So this is something that you really need to focus on, right? Now, once you actually get this checked off and paid off, then you can start working on your actual main emergency fund, right? Now, a lot of people recommend like a three to six months emergency fund. Now, this is like three to six months of expenses, right? And the reason why this makes sense, right, is because this is typically how long it would typically take to find another job or to generate income, right? Because you can pretty much get a job doing anything as long as you swallow your pride and think that you're not above doing the work of that job, right? For example, you could have been making, you know, $50,000 working in like a hospital or something or like as a teacher, right? And then you lose your job and you only got like three to six months of an emergency fund. Well, let's say that you might be able to be, you know, a garbage man or a garbage lady, right? Pays about the same amount, most likely, honestly. I mean, they probably honestly make around the same amount compared to like a teacher, which is pretty crazy. But most people would not be willing to do that because one, they don't want to deal with other people's trash. They don't want to feel filthy every day. They want to, They don't want to be hauling a whole bunch of weight all around, right? even though it might pay the exact same amount. And this is the whole pride aspect. Like, when it comes to personal finance, you should not care too much about your pride. You need to focus on securing a foundation, a financial foundation that can get you into a place which will free you from any sort of shackles so that you can go and do Like what you want, how you want, however you want, right? The whole point of personal finance and like mastering your money, mastering your finances is so that in the future, you can buy whatever you want. You can invest however you want. You can live what kind of lifestyle you ever want without damaging your life, without damaging your situation, right? For example, let's take this. You know, just as an example, right? Let's say that you had no consumer debt and you had no house payment, right? Can you imagine how much fun you would have with all that extra money coming in, right? Just imagine that. Like, let's say that you're making, I don't know, like $24,000 a year, right? Let's just say that, right? So that's like two grand a month. And let's say you have no expenses at all, right? Other than obviously like the bare bare minimum. So let's just say like, let's say that you spend like $12,000 a year, right? So that leaves you $12,000 left over. Like after, you know, like your groceries and all that kind of stuff. Just like the bare, bare, you know, basics. That $12,000 can easily grow to multiple millions of dollars, using compound interest from investing. Or that $12,000 could take you on a trip, 
right? That $12,000 can be something that you donate to your local church if you go to church, right? That $12,000 could be something that you donate to a cancer research charity, right? Having your like foundations in like a very solidified manner where you don't have to worry about like monthly expenses to where like it's like more than half of your income like it just frees you right and this is the whole point of having an okay emergency fund now also this is another thing right again a one-year emergency fund is perfectly fine to have but you should really only have something like that if you're just parking that money for like an opportunity to like buy a house or something or if you're living in a state that is most likely going to be locked down again, right? Which again, if you're living in a state that's going to lock down again, it would just be better to move to a different state to actually make certain that you don't even need to get a one-year emergency fund and you could get a three- to six-month emergency fund, right? Because... A three to six months emergency fund is perfectly fine. It's really ideal for most people, right? Because that just allows you to funnel all of your money into investments. And also, think about it like this too. Some of your investments could be in something that is very liquid, right? We could put, for example, like an ETF or like an index fund, right? Where you just park money into it as like a secondary emergency fund, but it's not really an emergency fund, but it still grows potentially to like, you know, from 6% all the way up to like 12 or 20%, depending on how good the year goes, right? Which is far better than any savings account. But you could just snap your fingers, sell it, and you'll immediately have the cash available to you, right? So... There's no reason to have a massive emergency fund in like pretty much any situation. But if it's something like if you're someone who is basically going to be mentally or emotionally limited by having less than a one year emergency fund to the point where it's like crippling to you. Right. Because some people are like that. Some people have the type of personality where they don't feel comfortable or even safe until a certain point. Right. If that's you, if you're dealing with that type of mentality, then go ahead and just have a one-year emergency fund after you do the 2K and pay off your consumer debt. After that, yeah, go ahead and have a one-year emergency fund and feel safe for the rest of your life. And But you got to make sure to also invest for your future and all that. So just keep that in mind. There's a lot of different ways to look at this, but there's nothing wrong with having a one-year emergency fund again. Right, there's literally nothing wrong. By the way, if you want to learn more about personal finance, make money, all that kind of stuff, right? Mastering your money, feel free to check out 40inbox.com for personal finance lessons and courses. Feel free to contact us at 40inbox.com with any personal finance questions that you have, and we'll basically make it into an episode because hopefully we can help as much people as we can, right? Feel free to listen to this on the podcast as well in the description. Feel free to hit the like button, subscribe for more personal finance lessons, and stay tuned for more.